From Yoga and Ayurveda Living, I am Kelly Marie Mills. This is The Dosha Life, a podcast for wellness seekers, curators of happiness, and lovers of healthy living. This podcast is for people interested in tools, remedies, and ancient wisdom coming from Yoga and Ayurveda. Welcome to my happy place. Here we are, the last spiel with Kelly. Yeah, we're spieling, we're reeling, we're rocking and we're rolling. We're trying to keep a happy face when life keeps changing. Most especially currently, as we're coming to the end of 2021 in Ireland. And there's been more huge changes for our Christmas celebrations, but most especially hit hard the hospitality sector. Although I I would love to talk about this, it's not really the avenue for it. So I'm going to go to spots. What goes on in our beautiful skin can make us uncomfortable, but almost like horrifying me when I see that there's an eruption of some sort distorting my face or for you, perhaps distorting our gorgeous daily greeting like a bad Instagram face shape thing. What are those called? Filters. I'm not really sure what the purpose is. I suppose it's a bit of fun as well, changing your face shape through those sort of filters. But I do have to say I like the Instagram live thing because, well, I kind of feel like it helps me look a little bit rough around, a little bit less rough, (laughs) a little bit rough, a little bit less rough around the edges. And my edges are pretty much roundy anyway, but I don't mind this soft, glowy look that live Instagram offers. It doesn't happen on the Facebook Live. Then you get the real me. So um, keep an eye out. But anyway, spots. I don't think I've asked this before to anyone, but do any of you get spots too as you age? Not just, say, late 20s and 30s. But I've always gotten intermittent breakouts of spots. And sometimes it's hormonal and sometimes they just arrive. But what I notice nowadays is that the mask wearing increases the spots that I get. And from what I gather, the spot breaking out stuff that I get is a pitta kapha skin type that get these problems more than the other skin types. And I would have always thought that in my late 50s, nearly 60, that I would get less outbreaks, but it doesn't seem to be happening. It was not so much the spots I wanted to talk about, but actually the behavior towards the spots, so you could get another glimpse of how the doshas work. My behavior towards spots is definitely pitta, because I was watching it over this week. When I see a spot, I want to fix the problem. That's all my brain says when a new spot will arrive. And of course, I probably use one of the things that we're not supposed to use because it's so drying, but I really enjoy the immediate solution it gives, which is pseudo cream. And I put that on the spot at night at bedtime. And next thing you know, in the morning, it's gone. But you could also use trifola powder mixed with oil or water if you like that idea. And I've done that too, but I just find the pseudo cream is just so easy. You just open the cap and you scooch the stuff out and then you dab it on your face and it's done. Whereas trifola, then I'm going to mix it with water and have to find the blend and all that. So I suppose I shouldn't be saying that really, but yeah, you know, it's better to be truthful and to offer one of my own little remedies that I've always used. 
I find the palava of having to mix for such a small, minuscule, symptomatic problem, it's just easier to use the pseudo cream. I love that everyone can share their remedies. If you send me your own little remedies, I try and share them through, through different ways. So if you do have a remedy for spots, then let me know. And also blackheads. Um, yeah, I wouldn't mind a remedy for blackheads without squeezing. So Because, you know, it's that after that feeling of needing to fix it, I then want to really clear it away completely. So, you know, to press at it and discover where it started and what was in it. And the Pitta types, they love the logic and they learn, love to learn what it is and where it comes from and try and find the resolve for it. And we all know that squeezing spots is not good because it damages the skin around the spot. But anyway, Vata types get all angsty about the spot and try to cover it up with makeup and stuff. And eventually they just kind of let it go. But you see the spot with Vata types or Vata blends is it's often drier and it dries up on its own because they haven't got enough kapha within them or enough oil within them to make it worse. Kaffas often do the wiser thing and they leave it to live its own spot life thing. They let it live their life and they let it have its death and they leave it to its own karma. They just don't mess with it. They don't mess with their own beauty anyway because they have such clear skin, lustrous hair. Spots do not come easily for them because of the density of their skin unless they have a, a pitta blend or hormonal imbalance, so a vata or pitta blend. And if they are blended with pitta, that's where there becomes this field of possibilities of spots kind of intermittently because the heat of pitta inter interferes with the dampness of kapha and that fire of pitta actually creates a situation where the phlegm builds into spot building problems. Or vice versa, that kapha can block the datu and then the excess kapha can't get out. You know, it's a cyclic thing as well. But anyway, the reason I started on about spots was because I had a little bit of drama last week and I had to go for a PCR test. And oh my goodness, that just burned like fire. That doesn't mean everyone else is going to feel that, but it burned like fire. And at one stage, it did feel like I had a bit of onion skin left in, in my throat just because, you know, that dry swab goes into your throat and then the swab goes into your nose. But I survived the drama of these small invasions. And the man that was doing all the work, he was so nice and so kind and he took his time to make sure I was comfortable with what was going to happen with this tiny little rod going up my nose. And then it ended up that he didn't have to do it. And so there was a young woman that was actually doing my test but she was very nice too and she just really quickly kind of said place your head back and next thing it was all over in about a minute and I do have to bow to those that are doing this type of job and their gentleness and the the way that they work in a very less content environment basically working in a tin can a wind tunnel with car fumes wheeling around them so once the test was over, my eyes were streaming <laughs> and it was like I was crying from my right eye only. It's just because it was like the cotton swab had moved up towards the tear duct and I was like, wow. <laughs> I was telling myself that I need to find out how this is so connected to my eyes, obviously, 
very close to the nerves of the eye. And I was given out to myself for even thinking such weird thoughts. But Pitta can be relentless in their urge to learn from an experience. For the rest of the day, I wasn't feeling great anyway, so I did take a day off. And I was surprised at all the thoughts and emotions of the idea of perhaps having contracted this virus. And I realized how blessed it has been to not have got it, even though I did still have an overwhelming cold. And if you're in the Vata time of life and you're working hard, no matter physically or mentally, then you are going to have to start taking care of yourself very seriously to avoid colds and flus or bouts of burnout. So I am sitting here shaking my finger at any of you who, on your weekend, you spend your time off not having energy to enjoy it that you don't bounce through your weekends, that your lifestyle should support your balance. Your sleep, your thought and food are the most dominant ways to rebalance our life stresses. So take yourself in hand and slowly record your daily lifestyles over the term of two weeks and even on the holidays coming up, mainly so that you could identify the main naughty and nice parts of your lifestyle. And once you've done the two weeks, just look over and tick off the naughty ones, tick off the nice ones. The nice ones generally are the ones that support us. And the naughty ones are the ones that need some looking at, some transformation. All of our habits should nourish us in some form, should resource us, should help support our heart's desire in some way or other. And so what we can do is we can actually... Rather than overthinking the things that deplete our energy, why don't we expand on the things that refresh us, the things that give us vitality? Add a little bit more of those into our lifestyle. So if you are doing yoga three times a week or doing meditation four times a week, why don't you do maybe five minutes longer of each or maybe add another day or two of each? And wouldn't that be a way of counterbalancing and finding less time for the naughty habits that we have, the things that we want to reduce in our life, so that the things that support us are taking up much more time and really supporting us. And as you guys know, the spiels, they tend to go where my mind does. And my mind has a vata vikriti, so I go off on tangents. And sometimes I remember my way back and other times it's a little bit of a cliffhanger ending, <laughs> but really with no end at all. That's just it. It's, I think it's probably one of my charms, one of my naughty things. I'm not really sure. But the thing is with contracting COVID, it's the contact tracing, isn't it? Well, for me, it was like I was feeling guilty before I even had to or didn't have to let people know if I had contracted the virus or not. And the inquiry of yoga can help us understand where this comes from, where this thinking comes from. So for me, it's where did that guilt come from? But I know it's come from my background and it made me feel, so that guilt made me feel like I had done something wrong and that because it wasn't good for other people and that it affected other people that I felt some residual guilt. I decided that I really needed to look at this and I'm not packing those guilt bags today or any day should I in the future contract the virus. I didn't even get the text at this point yet of yay or nay and even if I should, should I have thought especially? 
you know, especially looking, I was always thinking of referring to other people instead of the effect it would have on me. You know, oh no, especially it's going to affect this person or that person. Most especially it's going to affect me. But our childhood conditioning is super strong and that's kind of where I'm going. It's always there and only when we begin to use this inquiry to who we are and why we have that seed feeling do we discover that it was not ours in the first place. I do not always have to be good or perfect. I do not always have to be healthy or flawless. I do not have to be any of the attributes that do not fit my humanness. The humanness that we forget to give ourselves. I do not need to be any other attribute that we all put upon ourselves in expectation. What must we be, if at all possible, when the time is right? We must be honest with ourselves. And I do know that sometimes the pain is so great that we can't do that at any given moment. I do know that loss or damage can be so traumatic that it's not possible to look at certain times in our life and it may come much later or much sooner than we ever expected. But the someday always comes when we can see our initial processes and we can see as a child the pure essence of this development. The base initially first as a child is survival and after that begins through love which is kapha, creativity, which is vata, and transformation, which is pitta, the three seed prime movers of life. They are also very related to the gunas, sattva, rajas, and tamas. And when I look at my guilt and my need to not do something wrong, it's just a part of me for now. So when I realized that, I popped in my repetitive phrase, to take me out of that cycle of that thought process again and again. And even in the following day, the test what came back negative. I was so, so relieved for many, many reasons. But what I found was for like, you know, 36 hours in the isolation and the worrying of the effect, it was so exhausting. And, you know, there is only so much Frasier one person can watch over a day. <laughs> And the longer it went on, the more I started to feel sicker. Even though the day after the PCR test, I was feeling much better and less cold flu-like, I was still thinking, I'm really, really tired. So it's curious what can happen when we are locked into our own thinking. And it is that blessing that we begin to see should we have locked-in syndrome? You know that how much can go in inside and how hard it is to get it out. So those were my thinking processes over the last, I don't know, a good few days. Coming from a healthy Kelly, a little bit wound up and so happy to have had pranayama, I believe, has saved my health. And I do believe that pranayama is the biggest, best thing we can all do for this virus, for protecting ourselves. And just for you to know that pranayama 
and much of the development of the yoga practices was founded in the mountains of the Himalayas. So the air there is quite a bit thinner than down here in Old Galway or Cork or wherever you are in Dublin. And what you find is that the practices of pranayama actually help us to breathe at higher altitudes so that we can absorb the oxygen better. The way most of us teach pranayama will not help us vastly if we go and climb Everest, but it is a preparation for not having your normal amount of oxygen surrounding you. It not only builds muscle tone in the diaphragm, it initially does that so that you can first expel as much as possible of the old stagnant breath. And so it's to remove the carbon dioxide is the initial practice of pranayama. Then we are ready to breathe in this fresh prana. Because, you know, like the rishis, these studious men of yoga, they didn't care too much for oxygen, but they did care only about the life force, which is prana. And yama is a restraint. So bringing them together is expelling, gathering it, holding it in, and then expelling. They held so much of their work towards the movement and care of the life force of prana. And pranayama is restraint of prana. And the breathing practice is for, and to consistently is, for reconnecting to the life force, removing the excess toxins first, and then to hold in the prana to enliven our heart's desire. And you know, if you're in the Himalayan mountains, well, that's a whole lot of mountain air that's going to be filling you up. But we can still embrace as much of life's natural baseline essences in our own pranayama practices. It is through these simple daily self-care practices and breath work that we can find revitalization. There's much more of this work covered in the courses that I will be holding in 2022. The yoga teacher training is coming in April of 2022, and also the Yoga Teachers Ayurveda course is coming in February of 2022. But I do plan on doing an Ayurvedic yoga course for anyone interested. But this information about pranayama, I do want to insist and confirm. It's better to practice with a teacher. It's better to learn from someone that can help you closely so that your breathing practice is balancing your doshas rather than irritating them. I come to this point of pranayama and its practices to remind all of us that our breath and our essential breath is really the life resource. It's the first thing apart from heartbeat that arrives and the movement of nervous system that arrives on our birth and ends at our death. And so I am indebted to my yoga training. I am indebted to my own consistent practices and towards the end of this randomness of a little bit of information and some fun stuff, I'm wishing you all a very fun Christmas. I know it will be sticky, and I want to remind us all to have some goofiness as often as we can over the Christmas period, to laugh because everything is silly, to laugh just because it doesn't make sense, to laugh because people are weird, to rather than get frustrated with people when they say something that might annoy you, to laugh at their quirkiness. Enjoy how they take things. I do find that when I start to look at people that are taking life seriously, I really want to, to hug them and bring them into a sense of the liveliness of life. 
remind them that prana is all around them and to breathe it in. So if you hug them and squeeze them, they have to breathe in. The joy of life really comes from the childishness within us. And once we start to lose that, it can really dampen our spirits because, of course, the child within us is being pressed down with the heaviness and weightiness of life. So I encourage all, all of us to laugh and have fun, to dance and jump up and down. And jumping up and down two or three times a day is one of the best remedies to lift your spirits when you're feeling low. I wish you all to love how you are not perfect, even when a family member over the next few days might point out things or some sort of frustration or feelings that someone caused you, but it's all just relationships and relationships with our doshas, relationships with someone else's doshas. When the bits show up over the holidays, give yourself a hug for not saying the automatic retort, for not kicking them under the table, for hugging them instead. I think it's a good place to be. Even the Dalai Lama often references his guide and his interpreter to understand better what is being asked of him, to accept, to know that pittas, they prefer to be right, and kathas really like to be right, to cling to their point and be attached to it, to stand up to something. And vatas, they tend to kind of rush off if they feel that they're wrong and get a bit anxious about it. Let's just enjoy all of the frustration, all of the attachment, all of the anxiety that's coming up and laugh at the quirkiness that we all represent. We are all so much fun. And even those that have that heavy energy about them that might be feeling low for very good reason, enjoy their beauty and their presence. I want to thank you all so much for this year. And I do look forward to chatting to you in the next episode. And just to leave with a little chant, and this is a chant about sharing light. And you can switch off now, or you can wait for it. My voice isn't perfect, but the intention is to share my light with you and know that you share your light with me. So we pass the candle to each other. Om Jaya Shiva Omkara Prabhuhara Shiva Omkara Brahma Vishnu Sadaha Shiva Brahma Vishnu Sadaha Shiva Adange Hidahara Om Hara 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 Mahade Om Jaya Shiva Om Kara Prabhu Hara Shiva Om Kara Brahma Vishnu Sadaha Shiva Brahma Vishnu Sadaha Shiva Adange Hidahara Om Hara 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 Mahade Om Jaya Shiva Om Kara Prabhu Hara Shiva Om Kara Brahma Vishnu Sadaha Shiva Brahma Vishnu Sadaha Shiva Adange Hidahara Om Hara 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 Mahade Om Oh
Love to all. This podcast is run solely by me. (laughs) And if you are enjoying any of this information, you can happily support my efforts. Writing a review, of course, on Apple Podcasts super helps. It would be great to have more and it would be great to have more ratings. Um, Yeah, it's really nice to hear from people. Okay, take care. Bye for now.